Ciao ragazzi, it's Carmen here alongside Serena from the Napoli Club of Toronto and welcome to the Feedly del Vesuvio podcast, a show where we talk about all things Napoli, our club, Serie A and culture in general. So let's sit back, relax and talk about that. Ciao ragazzi and welcome back to another episode of the Feedly del Vesuvio podcast. It's your co-host here, Carmen, alongside Serrano, and a recurring guest. This is the second time, I believe, now. Yes. Danny from Six Side Calcio and a part of our Napoli Club Toronto group. Um, I want to welcome Danny onto the podcast again. Thanks for making it out. And I'm sorry this is not the podcast we wanted to be recording today. No, it's because terrible. what the fuck was that yesterday? Just gonna put it out there right off the bat. What in God's green earth was that team thinking before they stepped on the field? This is um, it's it's beyond me, really. Like they started. That was they, a terrible they, fucking game. It was a mess. Terrible to watch. Terrible, terrible doesn't even describe the half. I'm being nice. That's a that's that's a nice word to use. That yeah, was absolutely unwatchable at times. Uh, I just wanted I to. Wanted think. to I just I wanted, wanted to, to like, put my head through the wall, like, how frustrated I was yesterday after 90 minutes. Like, I feel like they owe me money after that game. Like, you had to <laughs> fucking, like, I, like, I'm owed, like, some sort of, like, like uh, money for the for pain and suffering, like, for going through oh, that. Right, same. Like, it, it's, it was embarrassing to watch as a fan. And just the way we came out, like, even the way we started, I didn't enjoy it. I was like, okay, hopefully... As the game go went on, like hopefully Napoli could settle it, and then once Milan got that opening goal, and I didn't see no response from Napoli at all besides us can't even hitting the net, and De Laurento from what what was it six yards out hitting the bar. I think it's harder to hit the bar from that position than to put it in the net. Uh my 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 nonna would have fucking put that in the net. That's the our first put that our in. first. 15 minutes of the game. I, first of all, let's. I'm. I'm not even going to talk about kickoff because when kickoff started, that was already a shit show within itself. This started from three days prior before the kickoff when Reno and everyone else is at Casa Volturno watching film, saying, "Oh, maybe this is how we should come out and play," and got it all wrong from the start. They set up in a 4-2-3-1. First of all, your all your forwards averaged. 5-7 or 5-8. Yeah. Like, average. Average 5-7, five, 5-8. Five, I was taller generous. than some of the forwards. Yeah, you're being generous right now. So five, I was taller than some of the forwards that were out there. And I'm only 5'9", five, 5'9", nine, five, nine, five, nine and a half. And I was out of the three, out of the four players, I was taller than three of them. So off the bat, four two three one doesn't work because you need a target man. And a target man requires someone that's big and physical. And now you're standing there. You're standing there at Castel Volturno. You're looking around. You're going, oh, Oziman's missing. Llorente is good for nothing, really. He's a model. He's basically our model at the point. He can't run. He can't dribble. He can't hold up the play. He scores once in a blue moon. So you got to think. Hmm, we just bought a new young player. Pretty decent on and off the ball. Pretty strong, physical, a classical number nine. Fits perfectly in a system that we want to play. Nah, let's go with Mertens. Five fucking two. Two pounds. 
You're expecting to play crosses into you're expecting to play crosses into the box with someone of that stature going up against Romagnoli and Care. That's your game plan. On top of that, you're playing a slow possession based game Terrible. with four forwards that are more that can outpace most of all of the back lines in the Serie A. And we saw it. Politano made a run from his own half, beat Romagnoli all the way down the field. Wasn't even close to him. Put him right in the dust, right behind him. Yeah. See you yeah. later. Right All thing missing was that final ball. That's it. Exactly. Oh, that. So, oh, my God. But bro, we we had the chances though too. But like, I get like, yeah, the formation was wrong. But like, if Lozano plays that ball into Insigne on that break, that's a goal probably. That was a terrible pass. I just remember that right now. Yeah. Uh, De Lorenzo scores the goal that he that he was just scored. That's Hold a goal. On. Like point, it, it's the same. I, I get the style is wrong, or that you know that maybe the approach to the game should be better, um, given the players that we have on the field, maybe playing a different formation. But they had the chances. They just don't put the fucking ball in the net, man. Like I, I don't know what else to say. Like, like you, they they do create chances. It's just like I don't know. Like they just their their brain slips away like when it comes to like uh, doing something with the possession or in the final third like they just don't have no brain like I don't know what happens like they turn into like uh, house league players yeah kids uh, like, I don't know if it's a natural thing I'm pretty sure there's a shooting coach in soccer and we need a new one uh, like, the one we have now should have been fired after the first half. We need someone to come in and teach these guys how to finish. It's uh, sad to say because most of these guys are professional. They are all, all professional soccer players, and most of them are actually really good at soccer. But it's sad to see that we can't finish. Like It seems like that's the story every year. It's frustrating. You see Lozano score two goals in an international break or whatever. Yeah, you see Mertens scoring a free kick from 50 yards. For and then when it comes to us playing, he can't even make a through ball in. For Insignia, that's on a breakaway, basically. Yeah. That was terrible. Like, that was... And it's not like, like, it's like, it's really shocking, too, because a lot of these guys that were playing in the forwards, they had good international breaks, except for Politano, <laughs> who didn't go. Insignia, you can argue, was Italy's probably best player during the international break. Mertens played played okay for Belgium, scored a goal, nice free kick. And uh-huh. Lozano, I think, got two goals and two assists for Mexico. You're telling me these guys can continue their form? By, by the way, Fabian Fabian Ruiz for Spain was playing like Prime Iniesta. Like he he was putting up he was putting up performances with Spain. Two days later, comes back to Napoli. Couldn't connect two passes with Bakayoko. No link up play. He missed. He missed. I couldn't even count the amount of balls he 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 misplaced yeah. building up in the attack and in the final third. Now that's not entirely his football. Well, it is his fault. Yeah. He played like garbage, and in fact, ten out of the eleven starting players in the lineup all played like garbage, bar Politano. Politano was the only bright Bakayoko, but he got the red card. Yeah. Politano hey, you know, and I a little bit of Basha. Blame, I don't even know if you can blame Rack too. Like I don't know. They they left him out in the dust three straight times. His but, first yellow card was not a yellow card. No, uh, not at all. Bakayoko. Like the scary part is he didn't do nothing wrong. Like, he didn't even do nothing wrong. He went to pass the ball, and his momentum carried him into a foul. They get, what do you want him to do on that situation? It's yeah. nothing oh, good. Oh, yeah. 
You know, that I agree with. That Bakayoko call, that red card. Okay, the, the second foul was a little the bit... The second was a yellow every day. Every day. Yeah, the it is. It was a reckless, reckless challenge from Bakayoko. The first one, That's, like he's kind of got the got the ball too. Like so, I don't know. Like back then, all I second know. Is, second one's a second one's a yellow. Second one's uh, a yellow. This I think about. five years ago that wouldn't be called. Like, yeah, I don't know. But I want to go back to the. I want to go back to the medit thing that you said because medit can be blamed for one of the goals at least. The third one, maybe. can. The second the one. Third one. The third one. Too, yeah. Oh. The second or the third one, whoever it was. The second the one. Is, Zlatan's one. The, well, Zlatan's the ball is being played one, into Zlatan. The ball is literally passing the six-yard box. Yeah. Okay. All you have to do is this. That's all you – if you put your arms out like that, you've already saved it. Right? He he misjudged the ball. He, he let it go there. right past him. Koulibaly, ball-watching, ball-watching – Mario Rui can't defend Zlatan. There's a three-foot height difference between the two of them. So, you know, yeah, he's left on his head. And I feel bad for Medit because every start he's gotten, the defense has been absolutely atrocious. He had to make up things. He had to make up saves himself. He's got to basically put himself on the line. But that third, that second goal, whatever it was, he is to blame for that. There's three people to blame for that. For that Di Lorenzo? He is definitely one of them. Di Lorenzo. <laughs> Worst player on the field by, by 100,000 miles. Yeah, he was terrible, yeah. You just opened a can of worms. <laughs> he missed place. I stopped counting. But within the yeah, first half, he must have misplaced at least 15 balls. I have stats here. See, let's see if they show how many times he's turned the ball. Please, show me. It's not just that. Possession lost twenty times as a right back. Thank you. And you want to know what else was? Uh, what else? I have another factor here. Let me pull it up. Milan, because of such of a bad game this guy was having, most of Milan's attack came from the left side. Almost yeah. half of their attacking the right plays, forty-four oh, percent. Yeah, I have it right here. 44% of their attack came from the left side because they knew they could just beat him on every opportunity they could. He was pressing too far up the field. He got caught way too many times. Missed tackles, misplaced balls. Doesn't he didn't have any effort to come back and try to stop the counters. He was just he was just you couldn't convince me he knew what he was doing that. You couldn't. Yeah. And didn't you think that was the of soccer ever? Yeah, no. 100%. I think I think this was probably one of the worst Napoli games I've seen them play in a while. Maybe the next last four years. Yeah, probably defensively, probably, probably the worst. Probably one of the worst that I've seen. Like, I, I don't know what it boils down to because, like, what I was thinking, like, and I hope I'm wrong, but like on paper, this team and some some days they show up and they perform to their 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 like the like their capabilities. But I don't know if it's like because there's no fans or, but I feel like they don't. Some days they come out and don't look like they want to play. Like, yeah. Like they don't give a no, shit. Like they go to the national teams and they play fantastic, and then they come back to Napoli and they and they put in a half a fucking half-ass job of a game. Like uh, the give a shit meter has to be higher. I don't know if it's you know it could be too. Can't motivate think... themselves with no fans, but they gotta care a lot more. Like I think that's. I think it's more because they always, it seems like they always make the wrong decisions 
at the wrong times. And it's like there's a few times where Lozano, he had it by himself. Instead of shooting it, trying to just generate a chance, he tries passing it, and Milan would kick it like away. And there was maybe a couple times, like two or three times, he did that last like yesterday. And it was just like frustrating to watch because we all know Lozano could be a game changer and he can impact the game on his own. And then he's trying to become like a messy, try to become a creator. If he has this one chance and we cuts in, he cut in on Romagnoli, instead of trying putting it far post, he tried passing it to Mertens or Insigne. And Saw that, I remember that, yeah. And the, the Romagnoli cleared her away. Like, it's like there's times like Napi have to be more like clinical Clinic. and shoot the ball. That's it. Hit the net. Hit the net at least, man. Right. It's like what you know. It's like it's like comparing. It's like watching Marner half the time. It doesn't yeah. shoot. Just passes. Yeah. Shoot the puck. Like you're not gonna always score. You're gonna score if you don't shoot, pass. right? But yeah. you don't understand. Like they don't like the coaches. They don't have video. Like they like film. They make the same mistake all the time. Like they they can't like sit the team down. Okay, guys, we're going through a video of the last game. Uh, this here. Um. Sure, uh, I, I think they do, right? Lozano. I'm, 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 I'm sure they do. But do they listen? Like, a, do, so, do they have a brain? Like, who knows? No, it, okay. Here's the thing. Like, so okay. First of all, I'm gonna go back to what it all boils down to, and it's Napoli style of play. It's the style of play that that they have. They they want to play a possession based. Hold the ball for as much as you can, Catenacho style of couch uh, uh, of um, Catenacho style of soccer, and it shows in the stats from last game. Like they 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 doubled. They had the total amount of passes, 637 to 378. Doubled the amount of passes Milan had. Milan scored three goals with half the amount of passes they yeah. had to make. So that already shows you. Also, another stat here: crosses twenty-four to who? Who are you crossing to? Mertens yeah. Insigne? Who's gonna win that aerial duel? But that's I already got into that. They're yeah. playing a a lot of like I don't know. They, it's like they want to play tiki taka, but they can't. It's too slow. <laughs> that's like that's too what, slow. It's too slow. Yeah. There's yeah. very little movement. The average player positions. Are pretty stagnant. Like they're they're they don't. If you're gonna play that fast-paced style of football, you also have to be fluid in the way yeah. in which you're moving around the pitch, right? And that's another so thing too, yeah. if you're playing, if you're playing, what I think they should have started in was a four-three-three false nine, allowing Mertens to drop deep, and allowing the front three to interchange their positions, making a more fluid style of play. That causes confusion, first of all. The back line doesn't know who to pick up, if they should press up if Mertens drops deep, if they should uh, shift to one side if Insigne cuts in, if they're going to worry about a back post cross to uh, Lozano or Politano, whoever it would be, coming in on the other side. It, it causes a lot of confusion for the defense. But not only that, in the midfield, if you're 4-3-3, you have Bakayoko, he's a ball-winning midfield. You drop him in a, uh, in a deep-lying position, he distributes the ball and he wins you the ball back. You have Fabian and Zielinski. They both work up the pitch. If one's pushing forward, let's say it's one Fabian playing left side. One playing left side, Fabian's playing left side. Or Zielinski would be playing left side because right foot. He pushes up the field. He aids in the attack. F- 
Fabian pushes, he stays a little bit back, but he pushes more centrally, giving him more support. Bakayoko cleans up behind him. Yeah. It's, just, it's very simple. He's like, like, I'm no tactician, nor have I played soccer for a while. But if I can figure out, if I can figure that out, fuck, maybe you should figure it out. Yeah. You get paid to do that. Right? Like, yeah, there's like a few times, like, there was like times, like, I was just looking at the way they were building up, and it, it was just really slow. And if a person watching it from their couch yeah. can realize it, what can, why can't the coach, like, do the same? And it's I don't know. It's been many, too many times, I think, that he's been uh, just outcoached. Just yeah. And very outcoached. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of times, too, Napoli, when they're building up, they're building up nicely. Like, they're in the box. And then 45 seconds later, it ends up on the net. Like, I know. Because, like I said, you, you, there's no, it's, it's got to be fast. But yeah. It, that's what it boils down to. It's too slow. If you want to play a possession base, like you're going to go nowhere if you're playing these slow passes, slow build up. And like Car- like Karma was saying, like you, you you can't play Mertens up there as a target man. You, you lose him, basically. It's like you're playing a man yeah. out. Like if you want to play Mertens up there, in a four, maybe, yeah, like Carmen saying, in a 4 3 3, not a 4 no, 2 four, three, three, one. Cause Then he drops back. He's a false yeah. nine. Uh, if you have him as a target man, you need a Patania up there. If he was yeah. in a 4 2 3 1, the natural substitute, you should have just went with the natural substitute. If you wanted Mertens to be your guy, you should have went to a 4 3 3. I thought three, yeah. season Napoli wanted to play two formations. Why not? That, that was your perfect I, opportunity to switch up that formation and go 4 3 3. There's another thing that I, I want to say. I put this on Twitter. Yesterday? Yeah, yesterday during the match. For everyone who follows me on Twitter, if not Tira Tifoso, it doesn't matter. But I said yesterday that <clears throat> it's becoming more apparent that Mertens can no longer be a starter. Yeah, I think he's he finished. Can. As a start, at least. He can. As of right now, he can no longer be a starter. Yeah, now I know everyone loves Mertens. I love him too. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I love that guy with all my heart. He's a part of the city. We took him in as one of us. But you're, it's either he's needs rest and he needs to be set out for a couple of games. He needs rest. Or we're starting to see the effects of age wearing on to him. Yep. He's 33 years old now. He's not He's not going to be playing the same type of football he was playing when he was 25. Right? Yeah. Even it's, though we're, we're seeing one of the two. Even though he scored, like, you can... Yeah, well, he scored, but he scored, though. He gave Napoli a chance. He did more harm for us last yesterday than good, you can say. And for me... Yeah, it's, like, he was... Well, Insignia, man. Insignia, you could have given him a whistle and a flag. You could have refereed. Yeah. Existing for most of the game. Uh, it's I don't know. I don't think it's his fault, Mertens. I think Mertens is burnt out. I think he needs a rest. And I think I that... Think he, yeah, I think he can't play a sub. He can't play... As a striker in that in that position, and he also cannot play as a as a central attacking midfielder in that position or in that formation, I should say. Um, I think you have to play Mertens either on the wing as a sub, or in a four three three as the striker. Or you might even want to maybe one day switch it up and play four three three with an Aussie man in the four three three. Yeah. Your players Mertens is burnt out. Insigne looked burnt out yesterday too. These guys got to rest. You you have players. You have a bench uh, to be able to rotate. Like yeah, he's got to start rotating players um, more more frequently. Like it can't be Mertens playing every game. I can't remember when Mertens ever started on the bench. 
Yeah, it's got to be, like, he, I think he needs, like, again, like, he needs a rest. And the way he's been playing as a late, it kind of reminds me, I know this is going to sound really bad, but just you let me uh, hear me out. Kind of reminds me of how Kaliom was playing with us last season and the year before. Yeah. It, it's just like, it, he looks like he's not the same, it's not the same player that he was a few years ago. And I think yeah. it's, one, it has to be with the age, or two, he's burnt out. And now I, I, I don't even care if I see Mertens in the starting 11 now, like because of what he's been as the way he's been playing as a late. He still has, he to, still has a lot to give to the team, even like yeah, the, honestly, yeah, yeah, I love Mertens. Like, that's wrong, important, but, like, or I'm sure he could start a few games against like smaller teams or yeah. he builds up his form, his form gets better, you play him, but he's got he can't be playing 90 minutes, I don't think, anymore. No, Patania. Tanya would have been. I thought. I thought he was gonna start 100%. I don't know I why. I think they were gonna probably go with Mertens because of what Mertens is capable of. Yeah, but then I, if, I thought. I thought okay, it's either gonna be Mertens in a 4-3-3 or or Patania in a 4-2-3-1. I that's mm-hmm. before the before the lineups were announced. I thought okay, this is a no-brainer. Like it's either a like for like or you change the formation and you play who scored all those goals in a 4-2-3 as a false nine. Yeah. But uh, apparently Gattuso doesn't wasn't watching when that happened. Uh, See, like, oh, here's another thing about that. Like, okay. Mertens, he's still, I agree. He needs to rest. He needs to sit out for a few a few games. Because, first of all, let's say we play in a 4-2-3-1. What I suggested, or what I thought, was play Zielinski in the cam. Zielinski yeah, can play cam. Oh, 100%. Very final third. So you give Mertens that rest. You put Zielinski in the cam. You put Petania up top. It gives you a different style of attacking where you have a much more physical forward, more physical than Petania and uh, more physical than Ozyman and Mertens mm-hmm. combined. Like, he's a strong guy, Petania. Yeah. He's built. Yeah, he's a bulldozer for a reason. Yeah. So you give, you give him more physicality. He wins aerial duels. He puts... He backs off defenders. He can back off Romagnoli like it's nothing. And you can win headers. Right? And you can win headers and against those guys. And then you have Zielinski coming in behind him, who's a much more direct, sort of fast place, break the lines, run like head onto the defenders, take someone one on one, and force them to make a play. Because yeah. that's what he does in the midfield. He's very direct. He's very attack minded. He wants to get towards the net. Reminds me of Hamsi. Yeah, you can't, yeah, I feel like, at least like one thing, at least after you get to I, I feel like, like, you know, I think like him in a, as an attacking midfielder would be absolutely, like, yeah, or you, know, you keep that Fabian and Bakayoko pairing together and you have him right on, for, like, it would be beautiful. I feel like they, they should 100% do that. Yeah. And then it's quickly adapted into a 4 3 3 if they want to switch to that style. Um, he exactly. just dropped back and it's a 4-2-3 so yeah even, and there's another thing oh sorry go ahead yeah, even, like, oh, I'll yeah not, even like a guy like Almas I was surprised like to be honest I, I was expecting Almas potentially to play over uh, like Lozano or something because of what he can bring to the team he's more of a great uh, playmaker he can dribble past defenders he's tricky uh, he's good with the ball he can also finish too and, Especially if Lozano's tired, like Lozano. Yeah, like I was surprised not to see, but even with the like what he said too, I was surprised that Gattuso went with him. 
like after like what he said about like Barcelona and and I was surprised like Elmas didn't even play because he could have played in that central role. Yeah. Over Politano because yeah. Politano I think he's better more wide than he he is at center, but he also he played a really good game compared to the, the guys that were playing out there. I'm not worried about Barcelona because uh, if he makes passes like he made yesterday, there's no fucking way Barcelona. Maybe Barcelona will go to Barcelona B team. He's going to play fucking uh, going to play for those passes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree 100 with what you just said. Yeah, those players for sure. Pitania, Elmas, Zielinski should have seen the pitch Early. either much sooner. They should have started, or they at least should have seen the pitch much sooner. Yeah. But, but Mertens, Mertens adds another value to the team that I think we all recognize, but we just don't say a lot. And I'm going to bring it back to a couple years ago when Hamsik was on the team and then left. The locker room has never been the same. Yep. Hamsik, when he was here and when he left, two different squads, completely different squads. 100%. He was the heart. He was was the heart and soul of that locker room. He he is what Zlatan is to Milan right now. He gives those those players confidence. And he made sure... Exactly. And he made sure that everyone was going out and putting blood, sweat, and tears into every single match. And that's when Napoli was playing at their best. Hamsik in his later years, under Saudi, fast-paced football. They were, they were exciting to watch. They were hard to stop. And you had that, that life force in the dressing room, basically keeping everyone together and keeping everyone motivated. He leaves, by the way, when he left, it was it was the worst send-off that we could have gave a legend to the club, oh, yeah. in my opinion. The worst send-off. Barely anybody was at the game, and nobody really knew if he was leaving or not. The, 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 the social media the, the social media pages didn't say anything. There was no statements about it. It was just a whole mess. And Hamsik was slighted in that sense. But ever since he left, they're, that they they just they don't have that same mentality anymore. That same killer instinct mentality, and you need someone in the dressing room who's experienced. And even if they don't start, at least they're there to provide support, morale, mentor. That's what Mertens provides to the team right now. In his later come in his right now and into his later years. I don't expect Mertens to be playing much football. I don't. I don't expect him to be the player that he was in the past. I expect him to be what Hamsik was—a mentor, taking people under his wing, teaching them the way of how we play in Naples, how the the, the Serie A works for new players coming in, using him as like an ambassador or like an agent, attracting new players in, young players. Come play for us. See what we can do. We're in, we're 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 a team that's competitive in Europe as well as within Italy. That's the value that I see he's bringing into the team now. Not so much that he's going to go out there and score 25 goals a season, but that he is now a fundamental building block for our future to come within the dressing room. Well, that is my consensus. I agree. I agree. I have an, I have something that I want to say. 
why did we not sign Zlatan Ibrahimovic when we when he wanted to come play for Napoli? Why did we pass on that? Abenzium. You don't think this Zlatan, how, how he is right now, coming from LA, if he would have came to Napoli, you don't think Napoli would, would be like 100% favorites to win the Scudetto the way that Zlatan is playing? I think Zlatan would score like a, a shit ton more of goals if he played for Napoli. I, like, I don't care for him, to be quite honest. I don't know, man. Because I think we made a big mistake. I think we should have got I, him. You know what? You the real question is, we see what the, what the reporters were saying, but do you really think Zlatan, if he had the choice, he would rather play for Napoli or go back to Milan where he was loved? I think if and, Napoli would have paid, he would have came. I think he likes Napoli. The problem with ADL, and I think we can all agree, he will not pay for a guy older than thirty. Like if you but think about. But this guy's a player still. He's still a player. I would. I would. I would and, and he's a. And he's nah. a. And he's a social media like, or he's a marketing like. Wow, demigod. Like he's he's so yeah. marketing. Like so on both sides on the on the marketing side on the business side and on the actual product on the field you improve drastically if you would have got a a Zlatan. Okay, but here's the thing: you get one year out of Zlatan. Or the X amount of potential years out of a young striker like Ozil. Oh yeah, I would have, I would have had, I would have got both of them. <laughs> you would have got both of them. You would have. But you're not running. You're not running the club. No, I running the club, and he's care. not. I don't care. I wouldn't have bought Patania. I would have sold Milik, and I would have got fucking what's his face off on a free. Milik, Milik wasn't gonna get. Milik wasn't gonna get sold because Milik stubborn. That's yeah, what he, like what? I would have sold them to Juve when they wanted him. I, I don't care. Fuck him. Well, no, the deal was he was going to go to Roma, Giacomo to Juve, <coughs> but I guess with the because he was advertising his restaurant, that's part of the contract. Like you can't, but um, yeah, and he got fined or something. But anyways, that, see, like I okay, sure, we're 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 looking in retrospect now. What if we could have had Zlatan? We would have been. X, Y, and Z, but like realistically, first of all, who would have saw it coming? Second of all, you have two younger strikers that can provide you with more years, more more potential in the upcoming years, rather than just one season. Yeah, I know. I mean, I think if Ozzyman was playing yesterday, it would have been a different, a different game. game I think, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, he yeah. Adds another dynamic. Even if he doesn't score, he he gives the defenders more to think about. He he creates space for other players. And he pressures too. That's one thing too with Napoli. It seems like they always when Milan have the ball, they just walk. They don't like pressure at all. And at least with Milan, Milan barely had the ball yesterday. They barely had it. It's just it's just when they had the ball, Di Lorenzo just Di decided, oh, okay, you know what? Let me or, just take a run to the corner flag and just get caught. He turned um, into uh, Husay. I'd rather have Husay. We missed Husay. I was like, wow. Like, I'd rather have Husay. My God. Back. Yesterday made me made me be like, for the first time in my life, wow. I miss Husay. Where the fuck is Husay? Yeah, maybe Rui's the problem. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, that's no. another, another church. I would have brought Gulam. I would have brought Gulam in the second Thank half. Thank you. I, I was just about to say it. 
At halftime, I would have made five switches if I was Reno. No, I think yeah, that's I, I, I thought that was coming. Uh, uh, at halftime, when 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 the, when the half started, I was like, wow, no substitutions really after that half. But and, yeah, and, that, and that just one, shows at you least one, one at least maybe a blue off for Rudy. I would have put Patanya on. I would I would have put Patanya on. And that just shows you the, the the stubbornness of Reno Gattuso. It's like yeah. almost it's almost like Saturday Part Two, to be quite honest. Yeah. Listen, Reno has done well. He's too predictable now. <laughs> no, ever since the AZ game, where they just shut us down, other teams are looking at that one game. They're like, we can do the same thing, and they have, they have. Except Milan did it in a different approach. Yesterday, Gattuso didn't get outclassed. He didn't. He didn't get outclassed in the sense that they parked the bus. He got outclassed in the sense that they were more aggressive. Milan yeah. was pressing high up the pitch. They forced the ball to go to Medet bad with his feet. They forced the ball to go to Manolas bad in general. They, <laughs> and they forced <laughs> and they forced the ball to go to Di Lorenzo, who was having a shocker of a game. They cut off the the lines to Bakayoko and Ruiz, who also were having shockers of a game. Bakayoko was doing a little bit better, but he wasn't that much better. Yeah. And and they were forcing you to play the long ball to gnomes who were on the other side of the pitch. So they got outclassed. It was like, it's unbelievable how badly they got outclassed. It's, it's laughable. It was like boys and It was a, it was a tough watch, honestly. I, I tried to yeah. forget it already. I just hope, I hope watch. now it gets, what's that? The Croatian team name, Rajika, whatever the name is. Rajika, I don't expect a win to, to be quite honest, but honestly, no. You know what? I if this is the Napoli side, I love. I think that game against Rika, they're gonna destroy them like four nothing. I if this, you think they're so? gonna be pissed off. I I would rather have lost five nothing to that team and beat Milan, to be honest. Yeah, I just hope now like this is like mate. Hopefully. This is a big, big learning point for us. Like uh, we gotta times we do the same the thing. Up. We make the same mistakes every fucking year that have cost us our season. Yeah, we always lose the November, games that always kill this, us. This kind of time of the season. Look, we're at 14 points. Should be 15, but it's 14. Should be 18, but it's 14. Um, and 20 and top is 20. That's six points. We cannot afford to make that bigger than six points yeah. going into January. Uh, if we want to contend for the top four and the Scudetto, you have to, you have to make it not past six points at least. You have to be, you have to make it, you have to be close. Like they can't slip up. Like from now until Christmas, you cannot slip once. Especially the fact that you just lost a huge game playing like garbage against literally like any team that wants to win the Scudetto, you have to beat the top teams. You have yeah. to beat them. You have to beat them, especially at home, and try to tie them away or beat them away. That was a big loss yesterday. That was really disappointing. And the fact that, like, if you lose playing, like, hard and it was a good game, then I could feel, like, a little bit... Yeah, some, like... They played terrible. And, I, like, I don't know. They should be honestly ashamed of themselves. And I don't know if it's because they don't care to play for Napoli. And I don't know. You can analyze this and pick this apart in a billion different ways. Objectively, that was probably one of the worst matches I've ever seen of Napoli in my life. I can say that I sat through. 
Yeah. Objectively. And now it doesn't help. We have a Roma against Roma this week who easily could be one of the hottest teams in Italy. Yeah, like the last like maybe six, seven months. So but, but you know what? Show me, show everybody that you're not as shit as you fucking looked against Milan. Yeah, just it's show everyone that's right away. Are, are like, okay, they're just coming back from break, they're tired game. Just go out and win. Win out until Christmas, like you said. No, no, that's a like Milan was a measuring stick game, and that was a terrible fucking measuring stick game they, that they played. You need to prove to us that you guys are a team. Yeah. That like that is a competitive team, and you have to beat Roma. I don't care if it's in the fucking Olympico. You have to go there and you have to fucking beat them, destroy them. I mean, it's I, I okay. First, we have to get through the Europa League game, which, to be quite honest, I give. It's a trap, but I don't. I don't expect much from that game. I give. I don't. Play I the, really don't. Play the, play the fucking Cavera. I give. Let them rest. We. We almost gave up points to that team, and we got lucky because it was an own goal. We only beat them two one. That was another time Reno got mass outclassed by some Croatian dude. Probably has a a a, a daytime job. To be quite honest, I I don't know anything about that team. Didn't even know where they were from. Me neither. To, me until neither. we went out to play them, and they almost beat us. And now we're talking about Roma, which, by the way, um, we might be doing an online meet that will be put onto the account. So, but now we're going up against Roma. Roma just came off a three-nil win, mind you. It's against Parma, but they've been on a streak the last three games, four games, I want to say. Yeah. Maybe, maybe more. Yeah, they look scared. Yeah. And 